Hello, 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 and you're listening to Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real, and it is Friday, September 13th, 2019, Friday the 13th. I don't know, some people are all doing the do-do-do-do-do-do, you know, that eerie, like, oh, it's Friday the 13th, sorry, wrong music, anyway, there's no eeriness here at Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real. Here's the reality. It is Friday, the 13th, September, and it's a beautiful day to get outside and do something fun. I know personally, I will be uh, getting together with colleagues after school today and celebrating a back-to-school mixer. Um, Our union does food. Um, just as an opportunity for all of us to get together outside of school and catch up and see how our summers were. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. And our daughter's coming home from college for the weekend. Whoop, 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 whoop. That's super exciting. That's way more exciting than the get together with my school peeps. But anyway. So, it is a Faith-Filled Friday, and I thought today, um, because tomorrow, September 14th, is my sister's birthday, Heidi Allen. Um, She'd be 44 this year. So, and every year for her birthday, we always do something special. And the APO fraternity at SUNY Oswego actually came out and weeded the Heidi Allen Remembrance Garden today, and... Oh my gosh, it is so beautiful. I'll make sure I put some pictures up on Facebook. And they worked hard. And pulling weeds is hard work anyway. But the garden, I don't know. We got some weeds that I think go all the way through the earth to China that are just pickles to get out. And, you know, I told the kids, I said, yeah, they're a little persnickety. And the one girl just laughed. And I'm like, they are. I get it. But anyway, so they weeded the garden so that it's done for Heidi's birthday. And the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children is actually, um, they do a summer ride for missing and exploited children. And this summer was supposed to be Heidi's ride, but they postponed it until September because they thought it would be nice to do it on Heidi's birthday. And remember Heidi on her birthday because she's been missing 25 years this year, this past April. And, you know, they thought with it being the 25th anniversary of her disappearance and her birthday, they would, you know, do the ride for missing children on her birthday, which, you know, sometimes the best laid plans aren't really that well laid, right? And they felt really bad, but they didn't have enough involvement um, to do a, a full ride because it's back to school and everybody's busy. You know, kids have sports schedules and school schedules and this and that. And oh my gosh, I so get it. And we said, no big deal. It's not, you know, because my dad and I are um, providing lunch for all of them after the ride. And I've picked up all the water and the Gatorade and So I said, it's not a big deal. I said, so I don't have to shop for water and Gatorade for a while. I said, no sweat. Things happen. Not a big deal. And they said, no, we still want to get together to remember Heidi on her birthday. So they are actually still coming for lunch, even though they're not riding their bicycles for the ride. 
for Heidi. They still want to get together and remember Heidi, which is, I don't know, it's such an honor and very humbling because most of them are driving a minimum, minimum of an hour and a half to come here to have lunch with us and remember Heidi. So that's pretty cool. And so, and I hope they all get down because they've heard of the garden. They've seen pictures of the garden, but they've never seen it in person. And so I'm, I'm so, so thankful for APO at SUNY Oswego because they did just such a good job. And, you know, I couldn't have got it all done in time. And, you know, I could have reached out and asked some of my garden angels and friends to come help me. But we're all busy because it's back to school. And... So, what does that have to do with a faith-filled Friday? And as I thought about what verse to share with you today, I thought about um, some scripture verses that I used in my book, Where's Heidi, One Sister's Journey. Um, my book, Where's Heidi, One Sister's Journey, has nothing to do with the case, um, you know, about her actual disappearance, per se. It has to do with the journey of being the sister of a missing person um, about being the sister who lost her only sibling and really I my goal when I wrote the book my target audience was siblings of missing children yeah God used that book and saw bigger things than I ever ever could have prayed and hoped for and where's Heidi one sister's journey has actually encouraged many siblings who have lost a sibling um and that's just a blessing to me so but instead of like chapter numbers or titles or whatever i i used a bit of scripture and it's ecclesiastes 3 verses 1 through 8 and so i just want to read um, I'm going to read verses 1 through, um, I don't know. I'll let you know when I'm going to stop. But I'm going to read from Ecclesiastes 3. So if you want to grab your Bible, you can. But I am going to read it. And I use this verse in my book because I just thought that anyone that has experienced loss has been at the beginning and the end of each of these little stanzas because verses 1 through 8 are really written like a poem and that poem well let me read it to you and then we'll talk about it so Ecclesiastes 3 is where we're starting so grab your Bibles or just listen if you're driving doing your hair getting ready whatever and I'm going to read it to you. Ecclesiastes 3 A time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. 
a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Verse nine, what do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the heart, human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for the people than to be happy and to do good while they live. That each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in their toil. This is the gift, gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that his people will fear him. Whatever is has already been and what will be has been before and God will call the past to account. And I saw something else under the sun. In the place of judgment, wickedness was there and in the place of justice, wickedness was there. And I said to myself, God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked for there will be a time for every activity a time to judge every deed i also have said to myself as for humans god tests them so that they may see that they are like the animals surely the fate of human beings is like that of the animals the same fate awaits them both as one dies so dies the other all have the same breath humans have no advantage over animals Everything is meaningless. All go to the same place. All come from the same dust. And to dust all return. Who knows if the human spirit rises upward and if the spirit of the animal goes down into the earth. So I saw that there is nothing better for a person than to enjoy their work. Because that is their lot. For who can bring them to see what will happen after them? Ecclesiastes 3, the entire chapter actually, 1 through 22. Okay, so if you're new to the book of Ecclesiastes, that may have been a new verse of scripture. Um, there's actually a song, I think, is it by the birds? I'm trying to remember. I will look. If you're listening through Anchor, I'll try to play it. Um, but I use that in my book because there's a time to born, time to be born and a time to die. It's kind of like, you know, a beginning and an end to many things that we face in life. Um, verse four is there's a time to weep and there's a time to laugh. Saturday could be a day to weep. Because it's Heidi's birthday, she's not here to celebrate 44 years of life. She was kidnapped and presumed dead at age 18. Um, yet, God has given us strength and hope. 
as we wait and pray so that we can laugh. So there is a time to weep and there is a time to laugh. I'm not saying there won't be weeping tomorrow. Yeah, I know that God is right there with us and there will be much laughter celebrating who Heidi was and the blessings that have come out of such tragedy. And four continues, a time to mourn and a time to dance. My, my grandmother, Mary, my grandma, Mary, always would tell us, you live for the living, not the dead. <laughs> a time to mourn and a time to dance. You know, losing our loved ones hurts. You know, our lives are never the same. We're forever changed. Us, um, depending on the role that your loved one plays, it could be your entire community or family, are changed. And... It's not the same, but that doesn't mean that you can't live a good life or a happy life. It's just a matter of remembering these verses from Ecclesiastes. There's a time. There's a time to embrace. There's a time to refrain from embracing. There's some people that when they're sad or they've experienced great loss, they need that hug. Yet there's others. They might be a huggy person, but when really upset or dealing with something, the last thing they want is to be touched. So it's a time to refrain. Um, a verse that I struggled with in Ecclesiastes when I first started reading my Bible was verse 6. A time to search and a time to give up. And... We will never give up looking for Heidi. Um, I will never give up hoping that my sister is found. Uh, I will never give up that hope. And, you know, I, I trust God 100% to answer those prayers and bring Heidi home. And so when I first read this verse, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, I remember thinking, we will not stop searching. We will never, ever give up. And for the longest time, this verse really upset me. Because I'm like, why would God tell me to give up? God doesn't tell us to give up. I mean, he tells us to trust him, but we're not supposed to give up. And so I've come back to this verse time and time again in my life. And, you know, there might be some Bible scholar listening that will correct me. But I think of the initial hours, days, weeks of Heidi's disappearance. It was a time to search. They were searching one by one through fields and woods. You know, they'd hold out their hands, touch fingers, and the tips of their fingers would touch. And that's, and they walked in lines through the woods and through mocks and sewers and, and in the worst weather conditions to look for Heidi. And then there was a time to give up. Even, you know, after they brought in the troops 
there was a time that they said, it's time to stop. We can't keep searching at this magnitude any longer. It's not going anywhere. People are tired and people are sick. And we've done all we can do. They had to give up. They didn't want to, but they had to. And so when I think of that, a time to search and a time to give up, I get it. But then in my heart, I will never give up hoping for Heidi. And so I'm not physically searching. So maybe that's the give up part because I don't physically search for her. I never have because I wasn't allowed to. I was told no. No, just go sit in the corner, Lisa. No, I want to go help. I want to go look for her. No, Lisa, go sit in the corner. <laughs> Actually, they said go sit in the family section, and which was in a corner. That was my interpretation. Go sit in the corner. But we had to give up searching in that capacity. And in the way that, you know, we still search today is through interviews with the media and shows like Dateline and Tamron Hall. That's how we still keep searching. Because someone, somewhere is going to watch some video piece on one of those shows or on the local news or on YouTube and say, I remember, or I know where she is. And they're going to call and they're going to tell the Oswego County Sheriff, so the New York State Police, or the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, where Heidi is. And she's going to come home. So, if you go to verse 7, there's a time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. I was silent for years. And my parents did all the talking. They did all the leading. And then there came a time when they couldn't do that anymore. And it became my time to speak. And my time to be silent was over. And during those years of silence, I just watched. Admiring their strength and their dignity. And respect that they had. And thinking, I can never do that. I will never be able to do this and carry it on. As much as I love her, I will never be able to do what my parents do. But then you look at Ecclesiastes 7. There's a time to be silent and then there's a time to speak. I couldn't do it then because it wasn't my time. And then there came a time when... You know, mom usually did the speaking and mom's health started to get worse. And it just got harder for her to do it emotionally, physically, and it became my time to speak. And part of my speaking came about because of my book and sharing my testimony and sharing my faith with others. It was my time to speak. And in 2014, when all craziness happened with the media and um, what not it became my time to speak whether I wanted it to or not because my parents couldn't do it anymore and you know they were good coaches they said just do this you you know you know 
appreciate just such great advice and every time no matter how bad my interview was they said you did a great job and I still remember in the midst of the chaos in 2014 or 15 you know all the press was calling and they just you know wanted a statement from the family and my parents said, I can't do it so I sat with my parents and we wrote out something together and I read from the piece of paper, you know, I went to where the media was and gave a statement and I just, and I read from the paper because I didn't think I could do it. And I prayed, all right, God, I don't think I can do this. I got to read from a piece of paper. And I did it. And my parents said, you did a great job, you know, and my family said, you did a great job. Heidi would be proud. But here's the kicker. Then I have people on Facebook and on some website, I guess, that just slams my family and me and other people and places in Oswego County and condemning me because I read from a piece of paper. And, you know, someone told me and they said, oh, don't let that bother you. Of course, it wasn't bothering because I didn't know anything about it. Um, and I'm thinking they obviously have never had to stand up in front of all of those cameras and have them all staring at you and shouting questions at you while your heart's being ripped out. Yeah, our family thought it was important that we spoke so that those that cared for Heidi and the family knew we were okay, we were watching, we were waiting and appreciated their prayers. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. In life, you're going to have those times of war and you're going to have those times of hate. My prayer for you is that the love and the peace far outweighs the hate and the war. Because it's in the midst of all the love and peace that you're able to see God's grace and mercy in amazing ways. So on this Faith-Filled Friday, a day before uh, Heidi's birthday, I want to thank you for listening to Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real. I want to thank you for your prayers. And may this be the day, may this be the year that Heidi comes home. And until then, we won't give up. We're going to plant, we're going to heal, we're going to build, we're going to laugh, we're going to dance. We're going to scatter, we're going to embrace, we're going to search, we're going to keep, we're going to mend, we're going to speak, we're going to love, and be filled with peace. Thank you for listening. This is Lisa, and you've been listening to Living with Lisa, Keeping It Real.